What's up, everybody? Welcome back into the Western Peachtree Plaza on the final day of talking season. Tomorrow, they kick the ball. It is going to be awesome in the Peach Bowl. Ohio State and Georgia, number one versus number four in the college football playoff semifinal. We're here to break it all down with four downs. Uh, the last one of the year, maybe, unless we're doing this in front of uh, with the palm trees as the backdrop in L.A. I think there's a good a, shot of, of doing hey, that. Save that for the, the final. Maybe taking off. Save that for the final predictions, Tim, for the score predictions at the end of the show. That's Andy Backstrom. That's the 40-year vet, Tim May. I'm just Spencer Holbrook. Let's talk, boys. Uh, Ryan Day and Kirby Smart just finished their press conference, their final joint press conference. Not a lot to take away there. Uh, maybe we can chat, you know, for just a few seconds, Tim, you know, takeaways from Ryan Day and Kirby Smart on, on Friday morning. That, as you talked about, um, your question would have been, you know, but why ask this question, right? Are y'all tired of talking about this game? I mean, talking about the buildup, et cetera, because there was no ground broken in that in that press conference, clearly. I tried to ask one little question just about down the road. You see that, uh, you know, there's it's going to happen. Teams, players are going to get remunerated for being in this playoff, especially when it goes to the 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 twelve team format, where uh, if you're a top four seed, you're you're facing the gauntlet of playing three straight games to, uh, at this level to win a national championship. If you're one of the five through twelve, you may you you would have to play four games at this intensity level, this violence level. The, to to borrow a word from uh, from uh, Ryan Day, the violent. He wants to see these guys play violent on Saturday night. Uh, there's definitely going to be remuneration for these players to take part in this down the road over and above what Kirby Smart part pointed out about their their uh, families being, uh, their travel expenses being paid for to come to these games. Well, that was started, why did that start? Because of Ohio State back in 2014 when they pushed for it, about having extra postseason games to get to to see your kids play. But then, but then past that, yeah, there was no ground broken except that Mayan Williams is ready to go. And uh, I think what Ryan Day spent four seconds with that answer, right, uh, in some respect. So that's important for the Ohio State and its offense. And then Kirby Smart, they've been here, done that a year ago. They want to be here and do that again this year. Andy? Yeah, as Tim said, nothing really new came out. Just a lot of talk about recruiting, actually. There's a lot of questions about how these programs have similar circles in the recruiting sphere. And they talked about what they look for in recruiting players, but they also emphasize that right now it's about the current players. And it's not really a, an appeal to recruiting at this point in the college football playoff. I think there's some truth to that. I think it also still is about recruiting. I think there's. It really is about recruiting in college football. Yeah. Yeah, it, it never stops. You know, it, they hinted at that as well. So it is interesting when you look at these two programs because, yes, this is the first time they've met since the 1993 Citrus Bowl, but they have a lot of similarities in how they build rosters. They don't like to use the transfer portal. They will if they need to. They recruit really strong at the high school level. And it's fun to see them go head to head, even in the way they answer questions. Ryan Day, Kirby Smart, similar style, at least today, in the way they were approaching it. Yeah, this is testament to what big time recruiting does for you. This game, it gets you to a level, it gets you to a game like this. Recruiting is what it's all about. You know, the Tennessee Michigan matchup is, a, is an example of maybe taking. A little bit lesser guys. I mean, Michigan people will bristle, but their recruiting classes haven't been ranked in the in the top five, you know, uh, basically year in and year out like Ohio State and Georgia have and stuff. Neither is obviously TCU's, but they're also in it, you know. But but yeah, if you recruit big time players, you have a shot of getting to this moment right now. And uh, so 
And I think Georgia and uh, Ohio State are walking, talking examples of that. Let's talk about it then. Ohio State, Georgia, uh, 8 p.m. in Mercedes-Benz Stadium on Saturday at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the semifinal of the college football playoff. Tim, uh, we're going to kick it off now. Bold prediction. Yeah, well, uh, I forgot the format, though. Am I just giving what I think is going to be – are we doing offense? Oh, bold, the bold prediction is – Just a bold prediction. Yeah, no, I'm trying to remind people what we do. Uh, and then the offensive player – I'm trying player. to remind myself what we do. So bottom line is my bold prediction is – a. As I've already told you, because I always like to let you in on it. Of course. Mike Hall is going to step up after up and down, up and down year from a physical standpoint. I think he's ready to go. He's been dealing with some kind of shoulder neck thing throughout the year, trying to get healthy from that. I'm not sure you can get totally healthy. Mike Hall is going to lead sort of, sounds funny, an underrated Ohio State defensive front. He's going to lead their assault on Stetson Bennett and George's uh, offense. I think he will have a minimum of two sacks in this game coming from the inside out. Uh, that will be key, getting that middle pressure on uh, Stetson Bennett and this Georgia offense, much like Georgia plans to do with Jalen Carter against Ohio State's offense. I'm going with the turnover number. Ohio State has forced one turnover in the last four games. And a big chunk of those turnovers they forced this year came against Penn State and Iowa. I think they forced at least two turnovers against Georgia. Georgia actually is not great in turnover margin. They have a negative .08 yeah. turnover margin per game, which is down towards the bottom of the FBS, actually. Um, they've given up 17, and they've only forced 16 this year. They've had six straight games with at least one turnover. I think this offense can be great at times for Georgia, but it also has flaws. I think that's often overlooked just because of the playmakers they have with those tight ends and then the running backs and then Stetson's year that he's had as well as the defense. Yeah. So I think Ohio State gets at least two in this game. And I think that'll be key in making this game close. I think the theme of this show is two, gentlemen. I'm going to go a little higher with my two. Tim goes two sacks. You say two turnovers. I'm going to say 200. That's going to be receiving yards for Marvin Harrison Jr. Um, I say that because it may be the last show of the season, depending on how things go. Man, CJ's, you keep throwing that out there. I mean, it's going. To, it might be the last game of the season for Georgia too. I know, but you, you, you'll yeah. have to wait for the the, the prediction at the end of the show. It out there. Uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. was not named the Blitnikoff Award winner. I voted for him. I believe I did you did too. Yeah. I, if you had a vote, I'm sure it would go to Marvin yeah. Harrison. He's the best receiver in college football. There's a reason that he is going to have 200 yards in this game, and it's because Keely, Keely Ringo is a corner who's very athletic, has great size, not very good ball skills. On the other side of the ball, the other corner, and the other safeties on this roster, Chris Smith, uh, Malachi Starks, great athletes. I'm not sure their ball skills are where they should be. Right. The worst thing you can have is a corner who's athletic enough to keep up with Marvin Harrison Jr., but the ball skills not to, Yeah. because he will make you pay Ryan Day says he wants to be aggressive, attacking. I wrote a column about that. Ryan Day has to be aggressive in this game or Ohio State will lose. Or define aggressive, though. You have to throw the ball downfield. Yeah. We what does do that mean, though? You mean intermediate and deep? You mean uh, – what, what do you what – do you... I mean don't throw a screen to Xavier Johnson. Instead, throw it to the five-star receiver with a Hall of Fame dad. So I think Marvin Harrison Jr. will get his in this game. I think he might take a very deep ball to the house, which – Maybe the 200 looks a little fraudulent based on if oh. there's a 75 or a 70 too. yard. I think he's going to go off in this game. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to have 200 yards receiving. It's going to be the true second edition of his coming out bowl party. 
Yeah, and he's going to take the Jackson Smith and Jigba role from the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and run with it or catch with it. Uh, so now we're doing offensive player of the game. We certainly my, are. My too. offensive player of the game, and this ain't stealing thunder, uh, is Marvin Harrison Jr. And I say this because if Ohio State doesn't target him minimum ten to twelve times in this game, I want an investigation. <laughs> now he'd have to average twenty yards a catch. If he gets that, if he gets those ten catches to get to your number and stuff, sure. I think Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best overall player on the field on Saturday night, and that includes Jalen Carter. Uh, I think he is a true talent, and Ohio State, in a moment like this, must exploit that. And just like you talked about about the Ringo kid, as good as he looked uh, on paper and as well as he's played occasionally, go back and watch that Missouri game. Missouri receivers beat him several times. It, you know, they weren't throwing to the other side of the field a lot. And uh, so I like uh, Marvin Harris. And not that he and Ringo are going to be matched up every play, just like uh, Joey Porter Jr. They were not They were matched up maybe a third of the time or half the time when they played against Penn State. But Marvin Harrison Jr., remember uh, on that uh, conversion, that little slant pass at Penn State? That was against Joey Porter Jr. Gave him too much cushion. Boom. He not only caught the ball, but he pointed out, he got some yak on it, which got the first down. Uh, he is poised to step up. I think he would like to have had more of a shot to step up in that Michigan game that he got. So I'm with you. Going on the other side with Mecca Ibuka, I think that Marvin will have his yards. But I think, you know, we kind of forget a little bit of how productive Mecca was. Yeah, this I don't forget, but go ahead. Well, he had eight games this year with five or more catches. And a lot of those games were six or more. And even at the Michigan game, I think sometimes it's easy to forget that he had nine catches in yep. that game. One of them was right down the middle that got them in scoring position, which I think was the same drive where Cade Stover dropped what could have been a touchdown to make it a four-point Yeah, game. I get those all mixed up in my head. But the, the point is that this is a guy that if attention is attracted on the other side of the field with guys like Ringo or Lasseter, then you have Egbuka that has a chance to make an impact downfield. And, you know, I think that that's very much in play. Yeah, and remember, ladies and gentlemen, both of these guys have gone over 1,000 yards receiving this year already, so. Yeah, that's the only second time that's happened for Ohio State. Correct. I mean, so. this, this, as Kirby Smart said, this is as good a receiver room, probably the best receiver room in the country. And all of his, you know, a lot of his defensive guys said the same thing in the buildup here. Will Muschamp, et cetera, his defense coordinator. I mean, they know what Ohio State wants to do. Can they stop it? I'm going with Luke Whippler. Pretty self-explanatory. Marvin Harrison Jr. can't catch passes if CJ Stroud doesn't have time. CJ Stroud, okay, out of the pocket. I think he's better under duress in the pocket. Jalen Carter's the kind of guy, he doesn't let you be under duress in the pocket. He just gets to you. You're either going to have to scramble out or you're going to have to just throw it or you're going to take a sack. Two of those things I don't think are very good for Ohio State. If Luke Whippler and, and those guards can block Jalen Carter, but more so with Luke Whippler because he's going to have the responsibility of helping with Jalen Carter and getting to the second level, helping with Jalen Carter uh, in pass protection, whether he's on one side or the other, working on stunts that Georgia likes to bring. They do a lot more exotic blitzing than people realize because they're so sound fundamentally, but they still can get to the quarterback with some weird blitzes with those, those linebackers. All day. I, I think this is a Luke Whippler game. You know, at one point this year, he said CJ Stroud was the president, he was the vice president when it came to vetoing uh, blitz pickups and calls. Both of those guys are going to have to be absolutely on point in this game, but I think Luke Whippler is the key. If they're picking up blitzes and giving C.J. Stroud time, 
I think they've got a chance to carve up the Georgia secondary. And I don't say that lightly. I think Georgia's secondary is really good. But I think that Ohio State is that good throwing the ball that if they have time to throw it, they give C.J. Stroud time to, to dissect the defense, he will get it done. Tim, Tim, defensively. Yeah, by the way, last time I picked an offensive lineman to be the offensive player of the game was DeWan Jones, I think, uh, in that Indiana game that he didn't play. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I digress. Josh Fryer had a hell of a day and it could pay dividends for them in this one because if Matt Jones, Matt Jones says he's ready to go, he's not 100%, but uh, but of Josh Fryer and in not be my, he could play a big role in what you're talking about, that right guard. Uh, George is going to come after that right guard spot no matter who's in there because of Matt Jones with that big tape job on his foot and, uh, and then these other guys stepping in for him. Uh, a defensive player of the game, for Ohio State is going to be Tommy Eichenberg. These, yeah, big, big, bold uh, statement there, the quote, middle linebacker, end quote, of a of a 4-2 look. <laughs> I'm not sure who the middle linebacker is if you're off the drill. But you gotta, you can't let Georgia get its running game going, at least on a consistent basis. Tommy Eichenberg will factor heavily into that. As much as Jim Knowles says, they plan to keep on keeping on with their aggressive approach, et cetera. Ohio State's got to be a little wary. It got burned. It got burned by the big play. It got burned in the area where this defense has struggled all year is defensive backs covering guys, taking away 50-50 balls against against Michigan. It got burned. You can't you can't go to that stove two two weeks in a row, two games in a row. But so Tommy Eichenberg's got to be on his game in the middle of that defense. I'm curious to see how many times uh, they played three linebackers in this game, have three linebackers on the field, including Cody Simon, et cetera. Uh, but Tommy Eichenberg, in my opinion, should have been in contention more than he was for the Buckus Award. And this is his moment to prove it. Go ahead, JT, to be mobile. I, you know, so many times this season we've I was going to pick him, but I, but I figured right? I'd let one of y'all do it. Well. This is the time to step up if there's any. Right? Yeah. I mean, he was the one that saved their season. The reason why they got in this college football playoff after losing to Michigan was because of the Penn State game. Yes. And they would not have won that Penn State game and might not have come close to winning that Penn State game had it not been for him. It was the catalyst for four turnovers in that game. And he doesn't need to force four turnovers. I don't know if any defensive end will have a performance like that in the near future again. But he needs to have an impact. And, and part of that is actually just playing smart off the edge and containing Stetson Bennett. The mobility that he has, especially off play action, be able to just make guys miss. So, you know, not letting the quarterback run being a focal point of this offense is extremely important because that has bitten Ohio State at times this year and also just getting him down so he can't do things out platform. Yeah, that, that's how close he was on about three plays in the Michigan game of getting J.J. McCarthy on plays that turned into big, big plays for Michigan, right? I mean, that's how close he was. And you're right. The big, the big deal here is they've got to be aggressive off the edges, et cetera. I'm talking about Ohio State's defense front. I asked JT about Tui Molo the other day. There's that fine line of being aggressive, but you don't want that deep, that offensive tackle dancing you on up the field and leaving that little gap open, which is where J.J. McCarthy stepped up and ran a few times and kept drives alive. And Stetson Bennett's adept at that. He is really good at that. If you anything, you want him bailing out out the back of the pocket to escape. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to be aggressive, but not overly aggressive where you take yourself out of the play because Georgia would love that. Yeah. I'm going Lathan Ransom. 
you guys left it there for me. Georgia's tight ends are really damn good. Lathan Ransom is going to have to be better. If he's not, I think Ohio State's going to really struggle to stop this Georgia offense. Plain and simple, I don't, I don't think there's much more analysis that needs to go into it. If Lathan Ransom and these safeties play well, Steel Chambers occasionally on these Georgia tight ends, Ohio State's going to have success. If but, not, it's going to be a long, 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 long night for the Ohio State defense. So Lathan Ransom is basically your, your poster man for the group has got yeah. to play much yeah. better. Oh yeah, and and like I, I think he will play well. Yeah. Uh, after the Michigan game, I don't think he was too happy with this performance. Uh, I know that this is not like a who do you think you has to play well. It's more of a defensive player of the game. Yeah. So in that sense, maybe I'm tipping my hand a little bit here. I think he will be the defensive player of the game. I think he's going to have success. He's he, going to have some shots too. He plays much faster, more physical, more violent, like Ryan Day said, and bigger than he presents himself. Yeah. And I think that this matchup could be a fun one for him against those Georgia tight ends. And I think he's going to have his hands full. I think he can do it, though. Tim, yes. are you ready? For what? It is finally time. The people have been clamoring since we got to Atlanta for the score predictions for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl at the College Football Playoff semifinal. Yeah. I think it's reversed, the semifinal at the Peach Bowl. Anyway, doesn't matter. score prediction for Ohio State versus Georgia, number four versus number one. I'm, a, I'm in the Kevin Wilson camp. I think this game is going to get into the 30s, probably for both teams. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter. Should come down to the fourth quarter, unless bizarre stuff happens. Uh, Ohio State 38, Georgia 34 is what I'm looking, is what I'm seeing in my cracked crystal ball. I also think it's going into the 30s. I also think it'll be a close game. I'm going Georgia 38, Ohio State 30, although I think it, it is going to come down to the fourth quarter. And I think those turnovers I mentioned earlier are going to help Ohio State stay in this game. A lot of it's stealing possessions. That's why I think being disruptive, getting a few sacks, getting some turnovers, you're going to need things to steal possessions in these games because we've talked a lot about these college football playoff games. Yeah. Shootout, shootout, shootout. Well, you need to have your defense at least step up in big moments. I think it will for Ohio State. I just think at the end of the day, Georgia will have a little bit more firepower. By the way, the the, the last time Georgia played on this level against Alabama, I think those two teams combined, correct me if I'm wrong, were something like 23 points in the first three quarters. And then I think they scored 27 or 29 combined in the fourth quarter. Because when it's on the line, I have nothing that rhymes with when it's on the line. It's more like when it's uh, when in doubt, air it out. I mean, that's what it's going to – you're going to see these guys give you everything they got, especially in the last 20 minutes of this game. I don't know what it is about playoff games and championship <clears throat> games that produce just weird scores. Georgia beat Alabama 33-18 last year. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State lost to Clemson 29-23. Yeah. I, I really – like – I just watched a game. Alabama beat Georgia 41-24, I think, in the SEC championship game last year. But then it, the, and that was a normal score. And right. then it just got weird. I know, so, but it's so – I'm not jumping in on you because you're about to give your prediction. But that's – that's these games always are weird scores. Michigan game, Ohio State-Michigan game scores are kind of weird anyway. Yeah. You know, they have been for a while. Big so. games. Produce miss a field – miss an extra point. You know, somebody gets a – you know what I mean? It always comes down to these wacky stuff. Big games just produce weird results. And so I think that you're going to see some weird results. And two weird score predictions for me. I had Georgia 38-34, the opposite of your pick, Tim. 
I, I can't help but think that this game's going to go a little sideways no matter where it goes. Even if it's a close game, sideways doesn't always mean a blowout. So right. I here's the thing. I don't want to prolong this. All week, I've been trying to find a reason to pick Ohio State. And I think this is the most confident I've seen Ohio State all year since they lost Jackson Smith and Jigba. Yep. I think this is the best Ohio State will look all year. I, I just don't know what it is about it that's that's keeping me from picking Ohio State. I'm gonna go you have doubt about the Ohio State. I'm, I'll tell you, you have doubt that Ohio State's secondary on a on a play in play play in play out basis can stop 50-50 balls. You have doubt about that. I'm telling you, that's what's what it's, it, you just keep remembering as close as this defense came to playing extremely well this year, it had these flaws that kept popping up and it it bugs you going into a game like this. But you know what? I can put on I can put on highlights of Georgia's defense giving up plays like that. I, I agree. I I just there's something keeping me back. Not many of them, but <laughs> I think it's the fact that the best game I think Ohio State's played all year was against Indiana, Andy. Like I don't think that there's been a, maybe Iowa. You mean total game? Yeah, maybe <clears throat> Wisconsin, like a complete game, and that's what you have to play against Georgia. I'm going to take Georgia 37-33. I don't know if I really like that pick. If you ask me tomorrow when I wake up, my head rises from the pillow to go over to Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I might have a completely different pick. But we're here on Friday at 11:15, uh, and I'm going to take Georgia 37-33. Uh, I think this is going to be an absolute classic. And uh, I'm very excited to get to Mercedes-Benz Stadium with the both of you gentlemen uh, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock for the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, the college football playoff semifinal. It has been a hell of a week of coverage at LettermanRoad.com. We are nowhere near complete full coverage of the game over at the Big Body Benz from Tim May, the 40-year vet, Andy Backstrom. I'm just Spencer Holbrook. You can get all of it, $10, through August 31st. Hey, that, that, that deal expires on New Year's Day. If you want that deal, you got to get it now. $10 until August, then it, the price is going up. Uh, we're really excited about the future of this. Really excited to be here in Atlanta. Again, that's Tim, that's Andy. I'm Spencer Holbrook. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you at the Peach Bowl on Saturday night for Georgia and Ohio State with everything on the line.